We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a Hollywood acceptance speech. I'm so surprised. I had no idea. I'm not even prepared. Um, okay. <clears throat> I'd like to thank the progressive discounts that got me here. Safe driver, multi-car, paid in full, multi-policy. This is just such a big moment. And did I mention that I'm surprised? With all kinds of discounts, progressive helps you save. Oh, 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 and I want to thank my agent and all my discounts agents because we all have the same agent. Don't start the music! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Let me, let me look at Jovinko's and just yeah. salivate. Ah, oh, 49 points. Holy cow. <laughs> Don't sleep on David Villa. He had 49. That was insane. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast with Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Welcome back, everyone. This is another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Major League Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, senior soccer at rotowire.com, joined as always by JD Bazo and Skylar Redpath. Gentlemen, there are three teams with four wins in their last six games, and two of them lead the form table. Who are they? Kansas City. That's one. <laughs> uh,. New York City FC. New York City FC. I knew that was going to be on there just because you asked the question. How about Los Angeles? 
Um, L.A. has three wins in their last six. FC Dallas? Nope. Three wins as well. Timbers. There you go. The Portland Timbers. The Galaxy amazingly have 16 goals in their last six games. That leads the league in that span. They had two with five. They sure did. That's kind of cheating. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they still scored. They've only allowed six, which is pretty good. I think that's... uh, That's true. And they've had to play San Jose like uh, at least once or maybe even... I guess they're playing them again this week, but it feels like they played them three times lately. You were, I believe there might have been a U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, there was. In there. But you segued yourself right into that one, since we're talking about Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern, Earthquakes at Galaxy. Like a true professional. <laughs> so I, there are like six things that I want to talk about this game, which is amazing, because I have nothing to say about San Jose, other than Wando's still there and they haven't scored since he left. We've got Steven Gerrard making his MLS debut. Um, Robbie Keane had a hat trick the last time they played an MLS match. They were off last week. Giovanni Dos Santos is obviously a huge addition that they had. He's out still at the Gold Cup. He's also dealing with some sort of thigh injury. And Sebastian Lechet's up at 5,300 on DraftKings, which still seems pretty cheap, although maybe it won't be cheap enough with uh, Gerard there. So, Skylar, what do you think the biggest story is for the Galaxy right now? Obviously, it's Gerard. Um, he's, it's going to be interesting to see how he fits in just from the get-go. I think he'll, fantasy-wise, I think on DraftKings, he'll probably have a good day at 7,600. Um, for me in this game, though, I think Let Jet's probably, uh, a target of mine at 5,300. He's, he's got double digits in, I don't know how many games now over the past five, maybe four or five, something crazy like that. Four or five, yep. So, I'm playing, I've pump some entries into the uh, Wednesday Friday contests and at that price he's it seems like he's just a no-brainer for me so uh, like him at that price and then obviously up top Robbie Keane's almost automatic these days I'll note that Gerard is the most expensive midfielder on drafter pass wow and Lampard's number two name value yeah certainly um JD how do you feel about well let me rephrase let me start that question over because Bruce Arena basically said that it's going to take Gerard a month to be able to play 90. So if you think he's playing, what's the the minimum number of minutes that he'll have to play for you to say, you know, to, to eventually say, I can't play him because he's only going to play X number of minutes. I'd like to see him play 60 minutes. I, I really don't think he's a given to get into my lineups this week. I, I really want to see how he adjusts to MLS because I'm I'm not trying to say that MLS is this great league and he's not capable of playing in it, but some guys do have to adjust to kind of the, the physicality and even the quality of their teammates. If Gerard's coming over expecting a uh, Coutinho and a, I don't know, a Sturridge, then he's probably not really going to find that kind of quality other than with Robbie Keane. So, I was going to say, uh, I think at this point you could argue Robbie Keane may be better right. than Daniel Sturridge. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> So, I don't know, like, um, like, what do we see Gerard doing? Scoring? I don't think he's going to be in a super advanced role. And uh, if he's assisting, that means you're going to want to get Robbie Keane probably instead. Or both, but that's an expensive pair. So, I, I kind of want to sit back and just enjoy his first game and see how he does. I don't know that he's really high up there on my radar in the midfield this week. It's, it's a lot of money to throw at somebody you haven't seen play in MLS yet. Yeah, there was a um, something today that 
Robbie Keane essentially had to warn him that like this this isn't like a vacation that he's not just going to come in and like blow through the league. I don't which, think he yeah, I don't think he expects that I either. think he's, I agree with you on that one. But yeah, I, well, Go ahead, Skylar. I'm just going to say I, I did watch some of the US Open Cup game on Tuesday, the LA Galaxy at Salt Lake which Salt Lake ended up pulling out, but Gerard featured in that game and Definitely was definitely looked a little bit rusty. I mean, he was standing over most of the free kicks, um, swinging those into the box, but that the service wasn't on point like you're used to seeing from him. So it's going to take some time, but the the opportunities will be there. So um, and then just real quick on Let Jed, I think he's he may potentially start up top since Alan Gordon was called up to the Gold Cup. Um, obviously, with uh, Zardes gone and. Alan Gordon gone too. Then there's that void up top with with Keane if they do have two if they do play two strikers. So um, he played a little higher up in that Open Cup game, and we might see that again Friday night. Or we might see something completely different. He might not even start just because because of the Open Cup. Who knows? Keane played. Did Keane play ninety? Yeah, I think so. But what about yeah, so- uh, the, Who, what about the, the effect with Ishizaki being gone too? You got to factor that in. Mm-hmm. Well, Ishizaki miraculously is rising in price now that he moved back. <laughs> <laughs> now that I he moved that. back to Sweden. <laughs> so I don't. This is a an interesting game, and it's going to be one where I need to see the lineup for sure. Uh, maybe LA's defense is kind of interesting. Particularly, I'm waiting for Oscar Sorto to get another chance which um, I don't know if he started in the Open Cup or not, but he's only 2,500 in the defense, and San Jose is not going to put up two goals. So at best, they're putting up one. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I'm paying $6,000 for Los Angeles' backup goalie, though. No, he's been playing well, but I, I do wish he was priced uh, more reasonably than that. That's it's too steep to play. Yeah, it Definitely. seems like we kind of had talked about how they – really overpriced the home keepers. And I'm looking now, I think, what is that, 12? Maybe 12 keepers are priced ahead, and they're all at home, the top 12, until you get to Luis Robles, who's playing at Orlando. He's the first road goalie at 4,700, which is kind of crazy. But you guys have kind of mentioned previously that sometimes you'll play these Friday-Saturday game slates, but then avoid Friday. Is there any way, it sounds like Skyler's not. JD, any chance you, you avoid these, this Friday game? Yeah, it's it's really dependent on the LA lineup, yeah. but there there's a good chance that I just wait. There's so many games on Saturday that you you really don't need to buy into this LA game. And since there should be a lot of rotation, even maybe if Keane starts, he only plays a half if they're doing well. I think that's a real risk. So, yeah, I don't know if you can really predict this one too much and I might go out on a limb and say David Bingham for $3,500 is a tournament-winning keeper if he can uh, can stop some some of the barrage of Los Angeles shots. Wow. Yeah, it's a good shout. I gave him a shout-out on my DraftKings article uh, yesterday for that Wednesday-Friday slate, just only choosing from four keepers at $3,500. It's definitely a, a worth a look for sure, and I would – probably lean a little bit more towards them on this uh, Friday or the whole weekend slate, the Friday-Saturday slate, if uh, Chris Kanopka from Toronto FC was not ruled out. And that definitely brings Bendik into the equation for me. He's only 3,000, so 
I'd like uh, Bingham a little bit more, but I definitely love that price point. I think he's probably going to score some points. Wow, that's an even better segue was, than mine. It really was. Well done. Saturday, 4 o'clock, Philly <laughs> at Toronto. Uh, Kanopka is priced as you would expect a homekeeper against Philly to be priced. But, yeah, it was announced, was announced today, I think, that he was suspended for um, this game for tripping somebody in that New York City FC game that had, a, I think it was 140 goals the last time I checked. Um, so, speaking of goals in that one, Jovinko was snubbed for the All-Star game. Um, and I... I've never been a huge, like, all-star game fan, really, in any sport. I find them more... I think it's funny that people get really fired up about them. And yet, I got fired up that Jovinko didn't make this squad. Um, obviously, in MLS, you you don't have two teams to make it, so the, the number of players is obviously much smaller. But did either of you get fired up that he didn't make it? If I were going to get fired up about an all-star thing, this would be it. I still really didn't, but... <laughs> Uh, I think the only thing that kind of ticks me off is I can understand why Don Garber's commissioner picks were Lampard and Gerrard. And, you know, everything else is fine. The fans voted, whatever. But, I mean, Jovinko, you want this guy to stay in the league. He is, he's been phenomenal, probably the most fun player I've ever watched in MLS. And, I mean, you don't want him telling his buddies back in Italy, ah, oh, this league's a joke, I didn't even get into the All-Star game. I don't... I don't think that he's really going to take it that hard, and I don't think he's going to be that annoyed. But, I mean, if, if you're a, a big Italian player and you see this, are you really going to come over and say, uh, that's where I want to play when th- these these English washed-up geriatrics <laughs> get get all this special treatment and, and our Italian players in our prime kind of just get ignored? I don't know. It, My- it, it rubbed me the wrong way, but I really don't care that much. It's just the all-star game. My response yeah. to that is I'm pretty sure they will all say, what is an all-star game? <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> well, he's, Sorry, he'll, be, he'll be on the all-star team. I think they just they just announced the starting 11 and then those two commissioner picks. So there's still probably half the team to, to be chosen. So him and Kamara will both make the team. Um, well, wait really- a second. You do know that Pablo Mastroeni is the manager, right? And he currently doesn't even play Dylan Powers. <laughs> he yeah, might not even he yeah, might not yeah. know what a Jovinko is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually was I kind of sat back and was getting a kick out of everybody's reaction. I actually was thinking that was probably exactly what Garber was going for. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt like the picks were justified in that. I think I even tweeted out and I said, do you really think there would be as much banter about MLS during the Gold Cup right now if Garber named Giovinco and Kamara the commissioner picks? No, I mean, it wouldn't be. Same thing last night when Kamara scored off of Ethan Finley assists and everybody got back on the on the bandwagon. Ah, Don Garber, look, Ethan Finley and Kai Kamara, <laughs> leading goal scorer, leading assist man. They didn't even get chosen. I yeah, just, I can... I, yeah, I feel like it was a, a little bit of a pu- publicity and marketing stunt on on Garber's end. I completely agree. And one more thing about the All-Star game that people need to sit back and realize is, I mean, really what the MLS All-Star game has always been, ever since they're playing foreign competition, it's kind of just been a way to say, hey, we're not as terrible a league as you think if Mm -hmm. we send out these players and we can beat 
these other uh, really good teams. Usually, I mean, last year was Bayern, and they played a lot, a lot of good players. So, and they'll definitely never come back. No, that was a mess, and of course, <laughs> Caleb, Caleb Porter was in the middle of yep. all of it. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean that that's kind of what it's for. So I don't care that they put out Gerard and Lampard. It's saying here's the best of MLS. Try and beat them. And if they win, I mean, they look pretty good, and I think it's helped them a lot uh, in recent years, actually. Yeah, I think the players that are that are due for an all-star bid will get called in, and and uh, you know, credit will be given where credit's due. I also think that it was a little bit of a, a play on Don Garber's end, just saying thanks to Gerard and Lampard for coming over to MLS. I mean, a little bit of a pat on the back, like thanks for for coming thanks over for and helping us. Yeah, they should. They should thank us because otherwise they'd be having to play for Shang Zhuan China or something, <laughs> or, or Qatar, or Qatar, yeah. or retiring. So, yeah, maybe they should thank Garber. That's a good point. All right, back to the Philly at, at Toronto. Um, Josie is back. Either of you consider playing him? Yeah, I think so. I think. I mean, I've said it before. I think there's a, sometimes there's a little bit of a. When something like this happens, he was obviously cut from the Gold Cup team. I think Klinsman said he wasn't fit. So I could see him coming out, especially against Philadelphia, and, and scoring a goal or two and kind of a in-your-face type game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. J.D., he's, you have the same feeling? He's an interesting, I don't want to say arbitrage play on Jovinko, but kind of. I mean, you're not getting the same production, but... Uh, it's very possible Javinka could just be assisting Josie for the goals they scored this week, and it's a over four thousand dollar discount. So it's it's definitely one of those plays where if you pivot off the top guy and grab the team's forward, um, then then I am interested by it. I I would consider Josie for sure, but who who knows if he's even going to get a full ninety minutes? Uh, so we'll have to see as the game approaches. That's fair. And then one of the things that I think people underestimate is that the point of a cross is to get an assist. I think people like just crosses on their own. And we've been talking about Christian Maidana for all season about his crosses, which he's had 21 last three games. And they finally turned into assists last week. Three (laughs) assists for the man. Um, I think he usually ends up with like over 50% of Philadelphia's assists. I'm surprised it's even... (laughs) That low, I would have expected more. Right. <laughs> He's, well, if he uh, had, if he had more than than CJ Sapong and uh, I guess Arisa Guetta when he's healthy, then he might have some more. But that's true. I, yeah, if he was in in Columbus instead of Ethan Finley, you figured he'd have twenty assists by now instead of nine. But yeah. So because of that, do you guys consider playing him at Toronto? I mean, we kind of have given Toronto a little credit recently about how good they are at home. but Yeah, but they just got torched last sure. week. Well, that was on the road. I don't – it doesn't matter. That defense was just annihilated. Yeah. So uh, their confidence can't possibly be much lower right now, and I would have no problem playing anybody from Philadelphia in the attack against um, – maybe I shouldn't say anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the, the – two? Oh, what's his price? Five thousand, yeah, I'd consider Latou for five thousand. Wow, he's, he's still not going to get in my lineup, but if you put him in there, I actually wouldn't make fun of you for once. <laughs> so I think Sapong's a great value for sixty-two hundred for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 
drafted. Yeah, I like Madonna for sure. I think he's a good 50-50 play. Um, still, I think I think uh, Javi Morales is priced right around that same price point as Madonna. So if it's down to those two, then I'm probably back on Morales over Madonna. But it's a tough call for me because Madonna is so consistent. Got about that 10-point floor and... We saw the upside last week with three goals or three assists. Mm-hmm. All right, that's fair. Um, yeah, Sapong, I feel like should be more expensive, but maybe I'm giving him more credit than than he really deserves. Uh, he's yeah, he's just uh, he's really an average forward that you kind of want to get when his form is good, yep. which it has been pretty much all season. So maybe he's more than an average forward at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, there's actually a guy sort of in that price range that is in this next game. New York City FC at New England. There, um, let me see here. There's a player here, two goals and two assists in his last four games for 6900 bucks. Anyone buying? No. Mullins? Mullins. I, uh. I'm a big Mullins fan, and I loved when they drafted him, but... I don't know. He's first of all, he's really rubbed me the wrong way as a just a player in real life. He always pouts. He's a little. I can't even say what I think he is. But uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I don't. I don't know. He's just always kind of causing trouble, but not in a way that's fun to watch, like a Blas Perez. It's like he's annoying. Mm-hmm. And um, that's. Almost $7,000 is a lot for a guy that you're just hoping can kind of benefit from playing alongside Via. But isn't that what you're doing with Josie? Yeah, but Josie's obviously a much better player than Patrick Mullins. I think so. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I kind of like Mullins' willingness to shoot. I'll say that about him, but he, he hasn't ever impressed me for more than about 20 minutes this season. In a game. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you guys see the Revs bouncing back? I think I've asked this question five weeks in a row now because they've lost five times in a row, which is yeah. pretty crazy streak, um, considering that they're not talentless and it's not like they've been decimated by the Gold Cup or even too many injuries. Um, yeah, I think this could be a good bounce back spot for them against New York City, even though New York City's been hot and. Uh, I think Lampard could make his debut. It's not for sure. So there's going to be a lot of hype surrounding the game. I think New England will want to come out and make a statement game with kind of all eyes on that game. And I think they're in a good spot. They've got most of their players, especially uh, Shuttleworth, is, he's 3,300. So if you feel like New England could pitch a clean sheet or come close, pick up a win, that's right there with uh, with Bendick from Toronto. So. I was saying and Saunders if, is only 34. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's how I kind of felt. I think they're – well, they're, I actually could see saves kind of all around with the way that David Villa shoots. Yeah, the one thing is David Villa, is he a lock to play on the turf? On the turf. Well, I was wondering, is Lampard? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I think, I think that's the hesitation of Lampard right now is that – uh, Jason Christ, New York City FC's head coach, came out and said, I don't even know if the guy's ever played on turf before, so we've got to kind of uh, take that approach to, before we stick him out there and just let him loose. So. Like he's walking on the moon or something. We might yeah. see Adam Nemich. Oh, no, we won't. 
I can assure you that won't happen. I would definitely consider him for 3900 Oh, gosh. What a hipster play. Get oh, man. I don't know. I think um, if if Via plays, you can't really rely on New England's defense at all. Although Shuttlesworth is kind of intriguing, I suppose. But I don't know. I th- Charlie Davies is an interesting play. And this is the second week in a row I'm hyping him, yeah. which I, I never thought would happen. But... He's playing a team that just got destroyed um, against Toronto, in def- defensively, that is. Yeah. And granted, they did equal damage on the other side, but, I mean, New England's got enough offensive talent that I think they can put a, at least a goal in, if not more. Was it three penalties or four? Each team had two, I believe. So it was four. Yeah, yeah. it was four. But only two of them were scored. Right, right. Which was crazy, also. What I, what's that ref's name, Skyler? He's like notorious for being a a bumbling idiot sometimes. John, <laughs> uh, a blank on him, man. I can't think of who that was. Man, he's been on my mind all week, so I can mention his name on the podcast and sound smart. And now I forget it. We got to figure out where he's where he's working this weekend. Uh, yeah, some people actually do post about that on the the fantasy MLS Reddit. Sometimes it's interesting. I'm going to chalk that into the overthinking things, but maybe that's Yeah, well, me. the thing is, when you look at all the refs individually, they like to, it's, they're like all the same bumbling idiots, so it doesn't really, <laughs> <laughs> except maybe Mark Geiger. But yeah, I was just about to say. Sometimes he loves to put himself in the spotlight, too, so it's like, it's really dangerous to try and overthink the refs, because they're kind of all um, the type that will affect a game without hesitation. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll see. I hope Lampard plays, but it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't because of the turf. Yeah, how about Erie? Go ahead. Sam, if, if Lampard doesn't play, pivot off him to Lee Wynn, who I think is a fine play. You wouldn't stick with Tommy Mack? <laughs> I'll leave, leave Tommy Mack to JD. It's his, <laughs> his boy. I can't even tell you how many times Tommy Mack has paid off for me, or at least it feels like it. But this past week, he drew the penalty for Villa. Yep. He gave Villa a beautiful chance for a wide-open goal. I mean, Tommy Mack, this might have been his best game. Yeah, we need to get DraftKings on board with uh, with points for penalties earned. Yeah. I honestly, nice, nice I honestly thought they had them, and then I found out this weekend when Tommy Mack didn't get one that they didn't. And my, <laughs> other, my other star midfielder... Uh, that I not star, but I love to hype him. Pedro Ribeiro drew a penalty too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who took that one? Carlos Rivas, oh, and he right. skied it. Yeah, he did. Yep. The uh, I'm pretty sure you get assists in some formats for drawn penalties that are then successful. If you don't, yeah, take that the might actually be what it is on DraftKings. I think. I don't know. I'd be surprised. Uh, anyway, speaking of Pedro Ribeiro and Carlos Rivas. That's what I did. <laughs> Red Bulls at Orlando. Kaká makes his return from his, what I saw originally was his first career straight red card, but then I learned, later saw that it was his second, but certainly his first MLS one. Um, he has three goals on 10 shots in his last four games. Bradley Wright Phillips, three goals, two assists, 16 shots in his last three. Skyler, who do you like more? I like Kaká a little bit more. Uh, mainly be. Mainly because of the uh, just the the bounce back game from him after being red carded, and 
with uh, Orlando. I don't know if uh, Laren may be back this game, but they're still they still need him. I think maybe even more than New York needs BWP in the attack. So uh, it's a tough call for me, but just with Kaká is actually priced down from what we were paying for him a couple weeks ago. So makes him a lot more easier to take when you're uh, if you're having to pay up at midfield. Mm-hmm. I still think it's really hard to take Kaká for that price. Um, the the one place BWP has a huge advantage, apart from the fact that he actually plays forward and he's higher up the field and more dangerous, um, is Bradley Wright Phillips gets you so many points from his shots, mm-hmm. and Kaká sometimes gets zero or one or two shots. So, I mean, I think BWP is a better bet for a goal. I think he's a better bet for a lot of points from shots. Um, but uh, I don't know. Kaká's probably a better bet for a a real life performance. Just I don't like him nearly as much in fantasy. I th- I think he's an all right bet this week. But you're not going to find me paying ten thousand four hundred dollars for a midfielder when there's other good ones like Javier Morales and uh, Maidana. We already talked about available. Yeah, it's a tough. Both of those guys are tough. To- pay up for that price uh, BWP's same price as Giovinco so it would be really tough to squeeze both of those guys in a lineup and if you're going with one kind of obvious there is is Giovinco so uh, it's a tough call I mean I think if you're looking at price wise I'd, I'd still lean Kaka I, I, I don't know I just have you guys know me from the get-go I've been pretty heavy on Kaka he hasn't quite produced as much as I'd like but I still feel like there's going to be that big breakout game from him where he scores, you know, 30, 40 points like Giovinco and, and uh, Bia just did. So when he does, then that's going to be one of those GPP deciding plays. So I'm looking at the drafter pass pick'em this week, and tier three is Kaká, Obafemi Martins, and Clint Dempsey. So I'm fairly certain we'll go with hmm. Kaká. Do you guys focus on the fouls drawn or shots on goal from from actually Kaká? And we'll talk about BWP, who's up against Maidana and Marco Papa, who's back from the Gold Cup as well. Well, BWP, I'm going shots. Well, shots on goal. Yeah, shots on goal. And I'm probably sticking with two. I don't usually go with three. Mm-hmm. Now, Kaká is a tough one. I'm probably going shots on goal, also two. Yeah, I'd probably do shots on goal with Kaká. I might go with one just for the play at safe factor on that pick em. Mm-hmm. I think the only time I've ever gone with four or with the three shots on goal was with Keane the night that he hit his hat trick. So that worked out. But I just, if you're going for those bonus points, I think it's better to play it safe. So a lot of times I will just choose the, the lowest option, and most of the time it hits. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you if you want to roll the dice, and it's kind of fun to swing for the fences with the three shots on goal or three fouls drawn. Sure, I I agree with you. But Andrew, I believe on the last episode or maybe the one before, he really persuaded me that Jovinko is uh, a a really good bet for three shots on goal. Like probably over seventy five percent of the time, looking at his game log. Yeah, his last four games: five, three, two, and three. Yeah. Yeah. So he's so on he's, that one. You gotta pump it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean he's also pretty much a lock for fouls drawn, but yep, thirty-four shots from Jovinko in the last four games. 
Not good enough for the All-Star game. 34. What a, what a chump. He leads the league in shots. He leads the league in shots on goal. He's second in goals scored, and he's fourth in assists. And also, he's the person that makes me want to watch MLS the most week in and week out. I always find myself tuning into Toronto's games over, mm -hmm. over a lot of other teams because I just want to watch him. I don't care if Josie's there. I don't care if Michael Bradley's there. I just want to watch Jovinko by himself against 11 other people. Our regular ranker, Steve Eschelbacher, went to, the, went to that game on Sunday, and he said uh -huh. he literally just could not believe how small Jovinko is. <laughs> and then 43 goals later, three goals and assists or whatever it was later, he still just can't believe how small he is. He's he's so good at shielding the ball from other people in close, too, for having such a, a small body. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. phenomenal at it. He's so fun to watch. It Just crazy looking at the, uh, the box score after the game. And seeing forty nine points next to his name, <laughs> just like you know, and then David Villa right below him at forty, you know, not too yeah. far behind him, forty some something. That's who that. was his second forty point game in the last four. Yeah, it's just, just crazy. Those two combined beat most of my DraftKings teams from the week before. Just <laughs> those two alone. So it's just it was it was a fun game for sure. So if you had just played those two and punted every other position, just took minimum guys who didn't play. You'd still have. You'd probably win a plenty of fifty fifties. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy that there's still people out there that aren't playing Giovinco. Mm -hmm. I just I, I don't understand it. Maybe they want the the differential play. And, I was gonna say and, it's purely the look what I won without having to use Giovinco. I yeah. mean, I not using Giovinco is kind of smart at this point if you want to win one of the big tournaments because everyone's gonna have them, and I guarantee you, one in ten games Giovinco has a dud probably. So I mean that, it, though. yeah. So that one in ten game, you're like automatically vaulted to the top as long as your players do well. So I mean, it's kind of a if you do it consistently over the course of a season, I think it could be a, a net positive play. Only if you do it on in the super big tournaments, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see your point there. But at the same time, if you don't have them, and or if you don't have them, and everybody else has them. And he hit, goes for 49. You can just go He's ahead and close your laptop and yep. call it a night. And you're out of it. Hey, sometimes so. that's not a bad deal. <laughs> that's right. Fair enough. I'll note that uh, podcast favorite Luke Bowden is out this week after picking up a red card in that, or against the Red Bulls. Or, no, who they play last week? Orlando. Whoever it was. So Dallas. he's out. Thank you, Dallas. Yeah. But there are plenty of other defenders, I'm sure, that we could find. Tyler Turner. Oh, there you go. Might be, might be the value play. He's 3,000. He's, uh, I think he had five crosses maybe last game. Or no, I think that was one of the other starts that he had. But he's he played last night in their game, midweek game. I think it was a friendly against West, West Brom. Ham. West Brom, yeah. He looked pretty sharp. I saw some highlights from that. and He seemed like he was getting in on, on the attacks and, um, might be worth a look. Yeah, looking at his game log, April 26th against Toronto, which is a while ago, but he had nine crosses in 90 minutes, which is a pretty good number, I'd say. One one final interesting note from Orlando's match last night, they lost another player to a friendly. Uh, Harrison, yep. Harrison Heath, Heath. The, the coach's son, um, 
I think Gus sustained a really bad knee injury and could be out. I think for the year. I they, I didn't uh, hear anything. Oh, I, I was. I'll tell you exactly what they said. He had an MRI Great. today. He popped his kneecap, and they apparently it popped out and popped back in. He's not going to have surgery, but he's out at least eight weeks. So he says nice. possible he could be back, but yeah, that's a here's tough an one. idea. Don't Rick play Shea. don't play midseason friendlies on turf. <laughs> well, yeah, that was probably the first time West Brom ever played on them. Um, Breck Shea <laughs> had surgery this week also for sports hernia, so he's out another eight weeks also. Ah oh, so. man, yeah, they just brought Corey Ashton, which I'm yep. curious to where when he's going to start. I wonder if he's is he. You he's guys know if he's. I believe. Yeah. I think. I think they're considering him for this weekend for sure. Yeah, I think there's kind of this talk that he, that they knew that um, Shea was going to have to have surgery, and that's why they made the move. Okay. If he starts, then he's he's worth a look. He's only 3000 as well. And he's actually, list, he's still listed as a Houston defender, so that could be interesting if you feel like working the system. Hmm. You could have... Uh, what, five, <laughs> five Orlando City players? There you go. If you, yeah, if you really needed to. What if Houston got a clean sheet? Would he then get their points? Hmm, I don't know. Probably not, but that would be funny. That would be funny. Is Houston really going to get a clean sheet, though? I don't know why I even brought that up. I'm not sure Orlando will either. Yep. It'd be great if you had two of them. That would be something. <laughs> All right. Um... Next up, Montreal at Sporting Kansas City. I'm going to do a similar question here, although they're teammates. JD, do you like uh, Benny Fellhaber or Dom Dwyer more? Because I believe they are priced the same. The same, yes. At least on DraftKings, they are. So who do you like um, more? Because it seems like you probably would only have one. Yeah, my inclination is to go with Dwyer. Um, I think I always kind of like to go if I if you're really putting it in a vacuum, a forward or a midfield, it's usually going to be the forward for me as long as they're uh, close to as capable. So I think I'm going to go Dwyer. Montreal is a team that you can fire a lot of shots off against. I mean, David Villa kind of made makes them look bad. So I think a player with m- many more physical talents like Dwyer really could cause them problems. And they just traded their um, one of their center backs, Sumare, mm-hmm. to Dallas. Um, I I believe he's been starting games. I didn't. Maybe you guys can correct me, but I didn't think that he was kind of overtaken by. Um, is it Lafever? Was mm-hmm. their other center back? I'm I'm not positive, but. I think Sumare missed a few games. Okay, so I mean, I think I'm going Dwyer, but if you really want to double up on Kansas City, which might not be a bad idea, you could go Nemeth and mm-hmm. Failhaber. Skyler, do you prefer one or the other? Or actually, let me add: do you, is uh, Piatti better than both? <laughs> not in the, not in the road at Kansas City. I think I'd probably would, uh, side with JD. I like Dwyer better. If you're choosing between Fellhaber, Fellhaber or Dwyer, mm-hmm. um, he's Fellhaber's solid. He's consistent, but it seems like he's uh, I don't know. It just seems like he's kind of run of the mill for 9300. Um, he does have a breakout game from time to time, but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to pay 9300 for him when you're trying to get guys like Giovinco in, and then you've got midfielder options like. Uh, Javier Morales, a good fifteen hundred dollars less than Phil Haber. Uh, Marco Papa's seventy two hundred. 
So it's just it's going to be tough for me to pay up for Phil Halbert. I'm glad you brought Morales up and guys who can break out every so often because going back to my drafter pass pick em, they've got Lloyd Sam, who exploded last week, Javier Morales, and Christian Nemeth. So who do you take of that group? I think I picked uh, Nemeth. No, I, I did go with Morales on that one, and I think I chose uh, one foul drawn. So. Did Morales not just draw nine fouls last match? <laughs> yeah, Morales was, was big time for me. Mm-hmm. And you're only going to go with one? <laughs> uh, He's playing yeah. Ricardo Clark, who is like the foul machine of the world. All right, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> logging in now to switch it. All right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, now I should let you do that because I'm probably going to end up playing you, chances <laughs> are. But, yeah, I mean, Javier Morales, and I'm going three fouls drawn. If that's even a choice, I think it's one, two, or four. Uh, one, three, four. One, yeah, three, four. I'd probably go... I'd go three, but four's not unreasonable because Rico Clark really is a, a fouling machine for Houston. Mm-hmm. So you you both like Morales over Nemeth? I do. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, is there any other guys in this Montreal sporting game that you like? Yeah, the defense. Yeah. Yeah, I like Chance Myers. Um, I, he was he sat out last game. I think it was because they were on they played on turf, but he should be back in the mix at home. And yeah, he's a solid play. Yeah, I think well, uh, Anibaba's out now for about six weeks. I think I saw. So. How about Marcel De Jong? He's back from Canadian duty and yeah. could get in, and he's pretty much uh, an Anibaba replacement. Yeah, I like that play. Um, Kevin Ellis is interesting. I think a lot of uh, box score or game log lovers will probably side with him because he scored a goal his last game. Mm-hmm. But he is he's still a center back, so he's not going to get as many of the crossing or fouls drawn points as somebody like uh, Dijon or Chance Myers. But, yeah, I think all the Sporting KC defensive options are interesting. I like uh their goalkeeper too, Milia, Malia. Yeah, who's, <laughs> who's priced like a starter at this point? Yes. So that yeah, that's probably what uh, is going to push me off of him is just his price. But I like their options in the back. Okay. Yeah, I think there's no doubt that Sporting's going to. Uh, they should run over Montreal at home. Yeah, I mean it's. I was that was my thought. I wasn't sure if it was. Something that was too obvious, which meant it wasn't really obvious at all. <laughs> well, I thought we should make it obvious for the listener, just in case they were <laughs> unsure what we were trying to hint. There you go. Okay, next up, DC United at FC Dallas. DC United just uh, landed Alvaro Saborio, who is still away at the Gold Cup anyway, so he's not going to play. But what do you make of this deal, uh, Skyler? How do you think he plays in DC? I think it's a big. Big move by DC. I think it's a big push to uh, make something happen this season. Obviously, they know Saborio's. I think he's what 33. He's he's getting up there in age, so he's still got some goals in him. He's a good. He's a, you know, he's a goal scorer. So he's worked with Fabian Spindler before. They actually played at Salt Lake um, at one point, and they've got some chemistry. So I think it was a move by DC to to try to make a push for some hardware. 
Um, Spindle is also out this weekend. Yeah, Spindle is out this weekend. Uh, Dallas, you know, they they probably worth a bit a long look on defense because I don't see where DC is going to get any goals this weekend. I bet JD, JD's got a name for you. I bet Connor <laughs> Connor Doyle. Connor baby. Doyle down there at thirty seven hundred. Hey, just yeah, look back uh, about two months where Skyler said, JD, don't you sleep on Connor Doyle. He is a, <laughs> a promising young stud. And then he hit that rocket into the upper 90. Didn't even, get, didn't even get nominated for goal of the week, which was a blasphemy. And now, you know, he's just going to pick up all the attacking slack for DC United. Probably not. I wouldn't consider him too much. <laughs> um, I wanna- What a... What a bizarre trade, let me just remark quickly. Um, I don't really see what RSL is thinking because it sounds like Silva is um, being kind of chased by some foreign teams and might not stay that long. So yeah, if He's injured right now. He's been dealing with injury too. So I mean, yeah, he's always injured. And <laughs> RSL kind of felt to me like a team that could feasibly compete this year. I mean, Sabarillo is their best forward. I think, more than Plata, really, at this point. And he is a perfect target for Javier Morales. So I'm kind of confused, and I really don't think Sabarillo fits DC that well either, but I'm sure he'll do well. Yeah, it seemed like like an... Sorry about that, Scott. No, I just said it seemed like an investment play on Salt Lake Sun. Maybe they see something in Silva. He's still young, whereas Saborio's, you know, close to retirement, so... Right. Does, does Silva take up an international slot, or is he American? I'm actually not positive. Uh, I think he's international. Uh, I was Wikipedia says otherwise. Okay. That's interesting because RSL has been trying to open up a spot for Movsisian, I think. They need an international spot. Um, I, I think that's what I've been reading, so maybe that's kind of why the trade went down. Did we ever find out what the issue was with Saborio when he left for that family matter and then he got suspended for not, I don't know. If yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if that had that a has, part to play or if they knew they were trading him and that's why they just said he had a personal issue. Right. I don't know. Yeah, that was... Who knows? I wonder if there was even something on his side that said he wanted, you know, he wanted out and so they just made this move to get something for him. Yeah, perhaps. Something could be there. Yeah. Well, um, I saw a tweet today from Daniel Robertson who... Um, works for FC Dallas, and it said six of the last seven DC United road games have finished one nothing or zero zero, and only one DC road game this season has had more than two goals. Wow. Does that change anybody's mind on FC Dallas? I don't love them, but I don't. Uh, I don't really hate them this week either. I think I'd, I'm definitely considering players like Mario Diaz and Fabian Castillo still. Um, uh, Castillo is just the kind of player that can really uh, blow the lid off off a game, and yep. uh, I know DC has a as a solid defense, but without um, Bill Hamid, who yep. should be out, um, I'm not really shying away from Castillo this week at all. Yeah, for me, I don't know how much Castillo I'm going to have this week. Just it's it's going to be really tough. I've tried, I've put a few lineups together, and it's just it's so tough to have. Uh, Two forwards at that price point, right? Um, especially, I mean, for me, Giovinco is that automatic. And then if you're playing the Friday Saturday slate, then Keen is getting the bump, getting the nod for me over Castillo. 
So, I don't know. He, I mean, it's like J.D. said, he does have that explosive ability where he could just turn it on and, and go off, but it's going to be it's going to be a tough call for me. I don't know how much Castillo I'm going to have. I mean, he hasn't been under 13 points in his last four games. Yep. Yeah, he's done well. I mean, he's been the, the go-to with Perez gone at Gold Cup, and seems like he's he's taking advantage of that so i i do tend to side with you though if i'm paying that high a price for just one forward it's less likely to be him and more likely to be a keen a via if he plays and uh javinko bwp versus castillo is kind of an interesting thought but yeah i don't i don't know yeah it would be kind of like a, a tournament play if you just wanted to Still get a great forward, but maybe not one everyone was going to use. How do you feel about Teixeira on this in this game? How much is Teixeira this week? Let me He's see. Fifty-five hundred. Sixteen points last game on the goal that that you called. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, did have him astronomically high in my rankings. I'm I'm really flexing out of my comfort zone for the RotoWire listeners here mm-hmm. lately. I, I don't know. I don't love to share, to be honest, because I do respect DC's defense, and I think they're they're like DC's defense is the kind that can really take care of a player that's not phenomenal. Like they're they're really sound technically, I think, um, even though they might not be athletically amazing. So to share is the kind of guy I feel like they can bottle up, while Castillo is not. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Going into this next game, I'm going to have some more trivia for you guys. There are three teams in Major League Soccer that have at least a two-game winning streak. That's it. Who are they? Well, um, is one Colorado since you're bringing this up? Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll just give you the New other York ones. New York City? No, New York City drew last weekend. Dallas? Sporting. Sporting and Dallas are the other two. Dallas has Ooh. a three-game winning streak, yeah. which is the longest in Major League Soccer right now. So Colorado is unbeatable right now, and they're <laughs> going to Seattle, who still don't have Dempsey, still don't have Martins. Marco Papa does return. Yes, yeah, Seattle is super beatable can right they, now. Can Colorado make it three in a row, J.D.? Sure. Why not? Yeah, there we go. They have that all-star <laughs> manager, Pablo Mastroeni. Um, <laughs> they don't let anybody coach that team. <laughs> Only the guy that City hosted. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Colorado's interesting, but I don't know that I'll have too much of them. I... Will you have much of Seattle? No. This, I mean, this game I might pick a defense that I like, which is probably Seattle's, and then that's about it. Brad Evans also away. I don't want to shortchange him. He's a very forgettable uh, DFS guy. <laughs> For sure. Skyler, do you have anyone in this game that you would play? Yeah, I'm, I'm eyeing Marco Papa. He's probably he's up there on my midfield radar for Saturday, and then I think Lamar Nagel's worth a look, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I do How think... Mark- Co- Go ahead. Yeah, I, I do think Colorado could give Seattle a game for sure, so I just... It's a... Tough game to call, and with it being so late on the in the day, then it's going to be hard to really build teams around this game. So, yep. I'd say of, of 
of the player pool, then those are the guys I like the best is, is Nagel and Papa. How about Clint Irwin in goal for 3400 You guys are throwing out all these other cheap goalies. Everybody's going to be on Bendick. You've got Shuttlesworth. You've got, uh, I mentioned Bingham, Saunders. but but Clint Clint Irwin is only $3,400 against a, a really toothless Seattle attack. Yeah, it's worth a look. I am probably, probably won't go there. I'm probably going with the, the Bendix and the Shuttleworth at home. But, yeah, I mean, Irwin's a roll-of-the-dice play on the road at 3400 It could be could be that differential pick. And if friend of the podcast, Sabat, or uh, Axel Hoebury plays, Hoybury, um, then, you know, they're definitely going to keep a clean sheet. I hope he's listening. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Papa was gone for the Gold Cup, so I'm not sure there's, like, a guarantee that he's going to start. Not that, that, you know, not like he wasn't playing over there, so there's probably not, like, a fitness issue, but, you know, the travel's mm-hmm. always a pain although i guess the tournament's here so can, i don't know can i reiterate quickly that lamar nagel sucks <laughs> wow he's so bad i don't he just can he's like will Bruin times 100 when it comes to blowing chances and he certainly doesn't create any for himself i'm just so tired of him having to be an option while clint dempsey and obafemi martins are away and i just yeah. hope they get back so I don't have to ever speak his name again. <laughs> well, I was going to say, we're used to seeing Clint Dempsey and, and Obafemi Martins up top, and then we've got Lamar Nagel and maybe even Chad Barrett. Chad Barrett so yeah. it's just, yeah, it's tough. But with Nagel listed as a midfielder on DraftKings, it's hard for me to just pass him up because he is going to get some looks. And he's had some pretty big games before, too, where he's just gone off. and Yeah, like um, one a season. <laughs> he, he has maybe two or three. <laughs> Could be this weekend. So yeah, seventy one hundred. He's he's not worth just not considering at all. But yeah, I, I feel your frustration with him. It's hard to watch. Yeah, fair enough. So let's move on to Houston at Salt Lake. Houston announced today that Kubo Torres has officially joined the club and is available for this weekend. JD, you've kind of talked about him a few times in the past. Uh, do you consider him right away? Do you? How long? What do you need to see first before you play him? I need to see him listed on DraftKings. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> that's all right. I just I didn't know that either until you said it, and I looked. Um, I would consider playing him right away. I love Kubo Torres uh, as a soccer player, and he's dynamic. He can score pretty much any way um, you want from a forward. And it's it's really exactly what Houston needs, although they might need like a couple other things as well. But uh, I'm really excited for it, for him to come and play on a team that I think has a lot of other decent pieces. And Houston could be a team we don't kind of sleep on anymore once he gets going. Yeah, that's the exciting thing about Cubo uh, coming to to Houston is that he's actually got some players surrounding him. So. Even when he was at Chivas USA, he was scoring goals, but he wasn't getting many chances. He was finishing the chances he was given. So, you know, he was showcasing his goal scoring ability, but that was, you know, that was with a lot of players that just, they don't have the talent that Houston has. Brad Davis, uh, Giles Barnes, Bonnet Garcia. I mean, he's going to be 
he's going to have some looks for sure. So I think we're about to see some goals. So he's going to be a fantasy option once he's available. I'll follow up on the guys you mentioned that Barnes is still away. Obviously, you weren't talking about this weekend. but And Garcia right. is doubtful with a hip injury. It looks like he's not even really close to playing. And they just lost to Marcus Beasley, who got named to the uh, U.S. men's national team after uh, they finished the group stage. So they've got a few decent pieces missing. Does that give either of you any confidence that Salt Lake can put up some points? Or like, do you think there are goals in this one? I'm struggling have, to see who they are. Have we mentioned Javier Morales yet? <laughs> we have not. <laughs> I think about five times, and uh, he's yep. once again pretty much a cornerstone of my my planned lineups. Yeah. Um, so I I think Plata is an interesting option. Houston's defense doesn't um, come across as extremely athletic or sound tactically. Um, or fundamentally, so I think you want a forward from RSL. They're at home. They're going to want to prove that they can do it without Saborio. So I like RSL a lot this weekend. Yeah, I do too. I think they're the better team at home. Um, Houston's still, you know, they've got some pieces missing, so they're still kind of they've got some reserves in the mix. Um, Salt Lake does too, but I, I give them the home field factor and especially when you've got Javier Morales pulling the strings. he Colorado did a good job of shutting him down last week, albeit it was by fouling, you know, fouling him pretty much every time he had the ball. <laughs> but um, he did draw nine fouls, and looking at his DraftKings box score, that's really about all he did other than an ass- had an assist at the end of the game, which was massive for my lineups because I did uh, go so heavy on him. So I was pleased to see that, but I expect he'll be a little bit more involved as far as crossing and, and shots, and if they get a penalty kick, then he'll be the one taking it with mm-hmm. Saborio out. So love him. I like uh, Plata up top with, again, with uh, I think uh, Sebastian Jaime suspended. Yep. Saborio's out at Gold Cup. So Plata and um, maybe a flyer on, on Almas Garcia. Does it? Do you guys think that uh, that Houston scores? I mean, the RSL is still missing, you know, like Beckerman, and I think Olave's still out. Romando's think, obviously not there. I give Houston a, a 60% chance to score. Okay. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. I'll, I'll say maybe 30 to 40%. I didn't give them enough respect last week against San Jose, and they came out and had a pretty good performance. Uh, led by Will Bruins' goal late in the game. so <laughs> The dancing you know, bear. Sudden, again. Yeah, suddenly Skyler's all quiet on the Bruin front, mentioning every <laughs> other player in this match. But, uh, you know, Bruin could be exactly the kind of person to just pop up with some stupid random goal to ruin RSL's day. <laughs> He's only 7,600, so... And my day. I think you yeah. have to go if you're gonna pay seventy six hundred. You gotta think like Josie or Nemeth uh, yeah. or somebody else. I wouldn't pay seventy six hundred for him, but uh, yeah, could, that's why you haven't heard anything out of me about him. Yeah, could be a flyer if you're trying to go a little different. I suppose that was his first shot on goal in the last four games, and he started all of them. 
Well, that's it's not that he hasn't had chances. It's that the shots on goal that should have been went way off target. Yeah, yeah, like that point blank one. That oh, went. please don't, please don't. <laughs> please. I think that one just fell in my backyard. Oh. I, liter- <laughs> I literally spent months warning you that that could happen, yeah. and you continued to play him. Ah. And then we didn't last week. <laughs> last game of Saturday, Vancouver at Portland which is a nice big uh, Cascadia Cup match. Pedro Morales, unlikely to play. Uh, how much does that matter, J.D.? <laughs> um, I'm saying kind of how you know awful he's been this season. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter that much because he hasn't been playing recently at all, right? Yeah, he hasn't been playing. It's been, I don't know. Over a month. Yeah. So, I mean, Vancouver's been playing pretty well. Yeah. But Portland's been playing better, yep. and this game is extremely interesting, I think, for both um, sets of attacking options. I, I get on Morales a lot, but Valeri's been a little disappointing lately as well. Yes, yeah, so almost like the um, price increase on DraftKings made him nervous. <laughs> How, what's <laughs> with DraftKings raising the price of underperforming players well, so they, often? They went so long underpricing Valeri that I think they're just trying to make up for it. I suppose that could be it. <laughs> I think they're listening to the podcast. It might be. I assume so. I mean, why wouldn't they? Uh, Skyler, who are your top three in this game? Oh, what a question. Yeah, put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> the whole podcast is putting you on the spot. Yeah, so I'm going to say this might be a little bit of a surprise, but I think Chris, Christian Teixeira, Takeda from Vancouver, he's thirty nine hundred. He is a strong play on my flex on my flex radar. Um, he might not be number one, but he's in my top three from the from players I'm considering in this game. Um, other than him, if ID gets the night up top, which I think he's been seeing more playing time, then he's in my top three, and then probably Valeri rounds that out. Okay, JD, you got the same question. I have um, Fernando Adi. I believe Kendall Waston is out, is, or was that last week? And he's back this week. I believe he's back. Let me. Uh, yeah, he's um, back. Okay, so that makes it a little tougher because Waston is a, also a very big guy that Adi might have trouble handling. But I still, I still like Adi's goal scoring potential. Portland just signed another forward, so I think it's going to be some motivation. For, uh, for Portland's current strikers to try and um, put off a good performance before the new guy comes. Mm-hmm. They just paid $5 million for this guy. Um, so there's definitely some pressure. Next, I think I'm going with Octavio Rivero. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I still think he's a good striker, and he should probably be on penalty kicks if Morales is out once more. Um, the Cascadia Cup matches are always um, back and forth, I think. It's not going to be a, a defensive show for Portland. Um, and I think Vancouver's g- g- going to kind of push the envelope, too. They know they can't sit back and let Portland's talented attackers kind of take control. So I do like Rivero. And then third would be Valeri. He's just pure class, and he's got to get back on track soon. He's like the, the new Lee Wynn. A newly win because when is blowing the cover off, or <laughs> well, because he's in a slump, and you're probably going to start swearing off of Valeri never again, 
And I'm just going to say he's too good. Eventually he's going to bounce back and be great again for Daily Fantasy. Fair enough. I, yeah, probably, I don't have nearly a strong uh, negative feeling to him than I did Lee Wynn at the time. <laughs> so Valeri who's play between those two this week, though? Mm. Valeri or Wynn? It's uh, Wynn. Yeah, he's a little cheaper, and I like his matchup a little better, so I'm probably leaning win on that one, too. Yeah, last season that would have been so tough because they were probably the, the best two midfielders in the game at one point. Mm-hmm. I'll pass on both this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to have any Valeri for 9,100. Yeah. Yeah, he's that's, that's kind of why I was saying with, with Takara, you're, uh, I mean, he's... 3,900, That's and he's been having double-digit games um, since Morales has been out. So if Vancouver does something, then he's, he could be, you know, he could be pushing seven or eight points, maybe double digits again. And at that price, it just it frees up so much more uh, cap space. So yeah, really like yeah, that play. completely agree. And Kakuta Mane is also someone that, that's kind of interesting because Portland's uh, outside backs – if Alvis Powell doesn't play, and even if he does, their outside backs haven't been that great this year. They're kind of exposable um, for as good as their center defense is. Yeah, I like Mane a lot. I like the play. Um, I'll also note that your favorite Darlington Nagby's got a shoulder injury and might miss out again. So I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Final match of the weekend, Sunday 5 o'clock. I think we've seen this one recently, Chicago and Columbus. Um, yep. What do you? How do you look at this, JD? Do you take anything from this from the midweek, and say you know? I mean, not that we ever thought that Chicago was better than Columbus, but like we didn't really learn anything from that Wednesday game, did we? Um, I kind of thought Chicago would give them a little bit more of a challenge in terms of um, showing some offense. Chicago only put two shots on goal, I believe. Maybe yep. it was. Maybe it was one. I, it was weak. It was pretty weak. Yeah, so um, there's probably going to be some rotation in this game, but I still think uh, Columbus is just going to continue to get back on track to, to becoming a, a top team in the, uh, in the Eastern Conference at least, if not the entire league. So, yeah, Chicago is really disappointing, and... Maybe once they get Sean Maloney back, I'm gonna kind of buy in a little bit more. But I don't, I don't know. They're Chicago. I was I was getting excited about them. They've disappointed me recently, starting Cooley DePrado so much. <laughs> well, David Akam <laughs> came back from his hamstring injury. Only I do love Akam. Yeah, I think he played like 18 minutes. I think I saw on the line. So yeah, he looked good out there too. Yeah, so you figure he sh- he should be able to start this one. I'd rather have David Akam for 20 minutes on my daily fantasy t- fantasy team than Gulli DePrado for 180 <laughs> minutes. Fair enough. I thought that was going to be a Will Bruin snipe, snipe but I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> you already got that in. That's right. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you kind of have to feel like Akam would start this one, right? Just because he only played 18 minutes in the last one coming back from injury? Yeah, I yep. think he's going to start this game. I mean, they really need him because that. Like you said, they they were doing nothing without him. Yeah, I don't, yeah they, I don't. I just I don't see anything being different this game, other than maybe Columbus just having a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, thinking that they can just walk walk in and 
take care of business, then maybe uh, Chicago steps in and maybe it's the other way around. Chicago will have a chip on their shoulder and come in and mm-hmm. um, surprise everybody. But you, I don't Columbus, see Columbus didn't even play their best defense uh, this past game because Pogatetz was not was not in, and he's uh, their starting center back alongside Parkhurst. So, yeah, I know that killed a lot of the season-long fantasy players out there. Oh, yeah. Right. So, I, I don't know. I think uh, a column comes back, but I don't think Columbus really is going give, to give too much. Chris Clute? Is it Clute? Clutey? What are we calling him? Well, it, everyone thought it was Clute, which makes sense. But then after years and years of being called Clute in Colorado... He all of a sudden corrected the Columbus people when he got traded <laughs> or, or however he was acquired there and said his name is Clutie and he just never felt like telling anybody. It's uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the strangest stories of the offseason and I remember seeing Colorado Rapids reporters and fans were amazed. They there were like, go. why did you never tell us? Right. Learn something new every day. For sure. So are you really going to choose a guy like that in Daily Fantasy? <laughs> Maybe. Of that character? <laughs> well, no, yeah, because now he's more confident in himself that he can speak up. That's true. I've been waiting for him to start. He's always a guy I want to save salary with. Yeah. Um, so he's definitely, definitely going to be in consideration. Well, I was going to bring up this stat that I meant to bring up before, that there are seven players over $10,000 on DraftKings, and there are 16 that are over 9000 So you need, wow. we need Clutie in there to help us out a little bit. Or Oscar Sorto for yep. 2500 or um, wow, let me take a look at the defenders down in that range and see if anyone else jumps out. Yeah, we so got to get the DraftKings have a... Uh, I was going to say, is there a Saturday-Sunday... Uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen anything yet. I was thinking that if we were going to do anything, it was going to have to be with Mondo Goal, yeah. but I haven't seen anything Sunday related. So, yeah. if there even if there is though, then I'm I'm probably going to stay away from this game just based on the like JD said with all the rotation that could happen since they played midweek. Then it's just if there's not a late swap, then there's no use in taking a flyer on any of these guys unless you know unless. It's Kamara or, or Ethan Finley, which those are great plays. But even even those guys, I wouldn't be surprised to see them get a breather mm-hmm. um, this weekend. I'll note that as we were taping this podcast, Mondo will put their MLS games up for the weekend. Well, they should do it before we podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How about um, um, Tommy Redding, $2,700. Areola yeah. for New York City, 3000 um, those are some guys that can save you some cash on defense this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, Reddings, is he the other big uh, defensive signing for New York City? No, Reddings for Orlando. Orlando. Okay. If he would, for some reason, get in over Tyler Turner or whatever. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know if he is in the discussion, but I think I watched him in the preseason, believe it or not, and I liked his game. Cool. I like the... Iriola shout. He looked, he looked shaky. Of course, after giving up four goals, I don't think you could say he looked good on defense, but he <laughs> does have that uh, attacking upside. So yeah, yeah I, plugged, he, I plugged him right in. Yeah, me too. He joined the attack a ton, and I think it's promising moving forward. 
but he's the kind of guy that looked a little shaken up with the physicality of MLS. Yeah, I think it probably took him by surprise. Yeah, I don't know why nobody warns these guys. Uh, but how about uh, Angelino for the same exact price looked equally adept uh, attacking? Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Uh but didn't he come in off the bench? Yeah, I mean, if he starts, he's uh, definitely in consideration for me. He was really promising, and I can see why Manchester City fans like him so much. Mm. Two crosses and three fouls drawn in 45 minutes. That's pretty good for 3000 bucks. Yep. Yep. All right, gents, that's the slate. Thank you very much for uh, helping out because yeah, I think those cheap defenders are going to be key this weekend with how many upper tier players that we want to uh, put in there along with Javier Morales. So thanks again and guys, good luck on all the sites that we play on. (laughs) Yeah, good luck guys. Good luck everybody. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.